welcome back to another podcast episode of Real Conversations About Aging Parents. This is your host, Rebecca. I am a little under the weather, and I really wanted to record this episode, so I'm going to get through it before I lose my voice. Today, we're going to talk about seasons, and not kind of in the lifetime movie type way, but in a different way that I think about them and I think may be helpful. But before I dive into that, I wanted to share a really touching story that was uh, given to me by a friend and colleague that's been very supportive of this project and the podcast and the topic. And the minute I mentioned to her that I was going to be looking at this as something to create content about and help people and help myself and explore this, she was one of the very first uh, big supporters of that. So unfortunately, about a week ago, her father passed away uh, rather unexpectedly. And uh, she gave me permission to share this. Eventually, she'll be a podcast guest, but obviously right now, uh, not such a good time. I'll apologize in advance. Some of the language in this episode is going to be colorful. So this is the text message I got. Briefly, losing my dad was so fucking hard. I knew he was deteriorating, but we all believed we had a couple of years left. But the story I want to share is how on top of everything my father was and both of my parents. I owe them such a debt of gratitude. First, in 2016, my parents set up a trust and named me as oldest child as the co-trustee. It was to protect monies for grandchildren. It so happened last week when I was there in San Diego, my parents closed on their property. And so I was able to sign all the documents because of the trust and look over everything with my mom grieving. I am able to speak with the financial planners and accountants regarding the finances since everything was set up in a trust. In the same binder that held their living trust, which became irrevocable at death, my parents had their durable power of attorneys, their wills, established goals regarding life support or intubation, My dad, who is not (laughs) uber-organized, very similar to me, oddly enough, kept all his passwords for his computer on his desk and had files for all his insurance, important belongings, social security card, birth certificate, which comes in handy when filling out death certificates, trust me. Uh, His CV articles published about his work over his career are all in a filing cabinet. I was able to contact everyone in his emails and also track the move he had already set up for San Antonio at the end of the month. So side note, just for context, this author of this text had been working with her parents to relocate here to San Antonio, where she lives. And since another passion of mine is designing for aging in place and multi-generational design, we had already been engaging on sort of how that was going to look and work out. So anyway, I'll go back to the, the text message. It was truly impeccable. I am so thankful to him and my mom because I honestly see how incredibly hellacious this process could be. It's one of the best gifts they ever gave us kids. Even with all those factors controlled for, there are still a ton of administrative bullshit. And on top of all that, you need to be here for a grieving parent who is suffering. So that's the end of the text. So um, my heart goes out to her. I know this is a really rough time and I'm very, very looking forward to at someday unpacking uh, some of these gifts that she's mentioning. And I wanted to really focus on that, that I, I know some of this podcast can sound kind of doom and gloom, but really what we're talking about is 
caring and kindness and how we can be caring and kind to our own children, to the next generation, to the people that we eventually leave behind. And and part of this is understanding just what does that look like and can it mimic as much as you give in your life to your own children, as, as comfortable as you want them to be, as supported as you want them to be, then, you know, what does that look like in other contexts? And and can you do things now that actually support them uh, when in times when you're not there to support them? So anyway, I, I felt that was a very touching message. And I know that this is a hard time and, and we'll definitely circle back to that. But kind of in that same vein, I wanted to talk about uh, seasons, again, not in the uh, lifetime movie type <laughs> seasons, but but what is it? We kind of use that word in a lot of different contexts. So that what made me think of it is I was at Starbucks this morning and they're definitely fully into fall season. And here in San Antonio, it's still running 95 to 97 degrees um, every single day. So it sure doesn't feel like a pumpkin spice type of time of year. But for Starbucks, it is. And they had a sign saying this was our 20th year celebrating pumpkin spice season. And so we've come to to think of seasons as defined periods of time, usually that are recurrent. The actual etymology of the word season dates back to Latin, and it means to sow or the time of sowing. Not sowing as in fabric, but sowing as in fields and agriculture. And that goes back to the, the rhythm of our agriculture, that there's a time to plant seeds, a time for them to grow, and a time to be harvested. And so when we think of seasons, typically they are a defined period of time and usually recurrent. And uh, so you can think of like the back to school season, the fall season, the holiday season, etc. And I really think when we use the word season, now I'm going to use it a hundred times, it's going to drive me crazy. Anyway, so <laughs> when we use that word, what it signals back to the brain is that there's a beginning and the end. And that creates some scarcity in the brain. Like I've got to have my pumpkin spice latte because that's the season that we're in. And there will be a point in which there is no pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. And so I, I need to get it now. So from a marketing perspective, creating seasons are very important to establishing demand for a product. But I think of it in a broader context that because our brain is so used to that concept of other ways we can use the word or the concept to help us. And so I think of it as, as micro seasons. So think about this. When I drive my kids to school in the morning, my brain definitely wants to zone out. But the season that I'm in is that it's me and my two youngest children, because we don't, uh, we have to take my other daughter separately. And she, she actually rides the bus. And so it's me and the two eight-year-olds in the back seat, And I'm thinking, you know, what's unique about this that doesn't happen any other time of the week? And that's, it's just me and it's just them. And there's no screen time. There's no arguing. Usually in the morning, there's a lot of arguing in the afternoon. But in the morning, they're typically pretty calm and excited about whatever's coming up that day. And the sun is rising. And that's always the thing in the morning is we like to talk about that because we just have a really good view of the sunrise when we're driving to school. And so that 20-minute drive or so is a season within the day. There's very special things that can happen just in that 20-minute period. There's a beginning, there's an end, and there's even a recurrence to it, right? But when I ask my brain to look at any situation I'm in and say, what season is this? Even in the micro, like I said, these micro seasons, there's just 20 minutes. Who's present to me? What's important about this? What am I missing? What what is precious in this moment 
And this is not just like any other quote unquote time that what is unique about this situation that I might not have the rest of this day, the rest of this week, the rest of my life. And I think in in some concepts, like if you're at a wedding, it's very obvious to your brain that this is something to be very present for and to celebrate and to it's it's culturally highly acceptable that this is something that we really get into and we spend a lot of money and time on. But beyond that, really what makes up our day and our lives are these little tiny accumulation of micro seasons. And so you can look at the end of the day when you go to bed and you can talk about the little seasons throughout your day. And, and sometimes you have these different, almost different, fre- different frequencies. So you can be having a certain season at work, and it may be very different than the season you're having in your personal life, or very different than the season you're having with, you know, a friendship or, or something else. And I like this idea because what it makes me, what it helps me understand is how fleeting things can be in that really life is this accumulation of these split second moments over and over and over again. And appreciating this as all that we have is to be present in whatever season you're in that's the that's the choice that we have right is to to become present to that moment in that season when i think of it in a larger concept not just the micro seasons every 20 minutes but the larger concept so when i think of this in the context of of conversations about aging parents i think one of the things to recognize is First of all, having our parents, and that's already kind of a loaded relationship and something that changes continuously throughout your lifetime, enter a season themselves where they might need more assistance with uh, cognitive tasks or they're becoming more forgetful or they're needing some additional physical support or maybe they are, are getting a medical diagnosis of uh, that, that needs some additional attention or that is scary, something like that. They're entering a phase of life where these things are increasingly common. And not that it happens to everybody. And God knows I've seen many, many parents in their 70s and even 80s continuing to take care of their own children with disabilities or grandchildren. So I'm not trying to be ageist here or or be negative about this. But what's happening, some of the angst is that uh, once you have somebody entering sort of, again, we always talk about the uh, age of life expectancy, so mid-70s and and on, they're really entering a season where there seem to be more doctor's appointments, uh, more uncertainty about what their future health might be or mobility or function. And that generating um, a lot of anxiety for people that care about them or might feel that they'll be part of that care team for that person. And if the person that's feeling um, concerned about that as the, the adult child then it also depends on the season that they're in. And if you can go back to several of the podcasts and listen to people that are at the end of their careers and helping care for somebody else, and and that might change the season that they're in. So everything is going one way. And then uh, if your parent um, breaks a hip or has a stroke, then um, depending on your situation, your, your season may rapidly change. And um, And I think that's part of the anxiety and the frustration that can come with the uncertainty in this in this period, uh, that there's just an ever-increasing amount of uncertainty as we age for all of us, at least with regards to health and function 
And that can can be sort of a constant backdrop for some of the stressors. But I also like to think of it in a positive way, which would be what are what are the what is the season you're in right now? And I think with my parents at least, they're able to travel with us and we're still in that season. I don't think we'll be in that season forever. Um, but we've got a couple of trips planned with them uh in the fall. Now, as you've probably heard, my parents are divorced, so I have one trip with my mom and then later a trip with my dad. And then next year, maybe a trip with all of us, I don't know. But uh I'm very cognitively aware that 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 is very finite and we are approaching a period i hope not anytime soon but my own angst and uncertainty of how many more years we'll be able to pick up and fly somewhere and and enjoy that together that is not unlimited it's not unlimited for me either but this idea that i am like constantly aware that the season i'm in with my parents is that they still have health and function and and mobility and that there are things that we can take advantage of right now that uh, we might not be able to recreate. And as a rehab physician, it's almost like because I get to stand at that intersection when when catastrophic life things happen, I see seasons change very quickly with no warning. And And it's like one day is summer and the next day is winter and how people have to adjust to that. And Unfortunately, for a lot of these events or these kind of health events, that winter that's set in is winter and the winter won't change. And that if that function is, is severely limited, you know, we can obviously do rehab and try to improve their quality of life. But there are a lot of patients I see that won't travel again, that will not get back in an airplane, um, that won't drive again, those types of things. And again, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but the idea is Maybe that helps me be more present in my own life because I see it so often and I see unexpected things happen and it gives me scarcity in my own life. Like, oh my gosh, this isn't unlimited. Um, and I don't mean this in a way to to put fear in myself and I don't use that to motivate me. It's that season thing. Like it's pumpkin spice season. So it's traveling with my parents season and and eventually it won't be there. And I think when I have that presence, that I feel I'm living more authentically and more in sync with realities and understanding the periods of time I'm in, and even for myself, right? So you think about things you could do 20, 20 years ago, and maybe that doesn't sound so fun anymore, and you're going to change over time as well. And there's going to be buckets of time where it's really important to take advantage of what you're able to do at that time functionally, whether it's traveling or some sort of activity. Maybe it's that pottery class that's only offered once a year and it finally lines up with your schedule. And so I, when we talk about being mindful and being present to what we have, I think part of that is just getting sober and clear about the season that we're in and what's possible. And I like asking the brain that question because going through that process, um, helps you not dwell on the, the parts of life that aren't going so well at the moment. Like what's possible in this moment? And just asking that question, what's unique about this moment? Even if, if there's pain in that moment, who are you with? Who are the helpers? Who are the people that are helping you process or you're processing with somebody else? And what's really, really special about that moment? And I really, I think a lot of mindset is asking the brain better questions because the brain is 
highly conditioned to answer the same questions uh, very confidently over and over again and and giving it questions it hasn't had before I, I think is an important task that, that can help free us from from some of the brain drama. The other thing about seasons is that they end and sometimes that's also good for the brain and you can see yourself get through a lot of different things in life by knowing this is just a season so whether it's um, a college class and you know eventually there's going to be a final and you'll be done with it or maybe it's your kid in diapers and you know eventually they won't be in diapers although it doesn't feel like that at the moment and if you listen closely to some of the earlier podcasts and those conversations you'll hear this over and over again which is the idea of people that are in the thick of it thinking to themselves that this will eventually end. And of course, we don't know how or what way or what's going to change, or maybe it's somebody eventually moves to an assisted living, or um, maybe they pass away, whatever that looks like. The brain also can engage differently in a task when it knows, especially if it's an uncomfortable task, that there's going to be a, an end point to it at some at some level. And so I hope this is another way to think about things or maybe can pique your interest just in today and asking yourself at the end of the day, what, what season are you in in life? What are season are you in with your career or with your family or with your hobbies or with your health? Um, health is another one I think goes through a lot of different seasons and you can have temporary seasons like you just have a cold or you might have long-term seasons. Maybe you have autoimmune disorder or something that you're dealing with. And giving some structure and context to the brain uh, can help really help it conceptualize and engage in really difficult topics or concepts. And so I would challenge you uh, at the end of today to think about that. What, what season are you in right now? What's really special about this season? What is something you can take advantage of today or even in this moment that you can't take advantage of forever? And spoiler alert, <laughs> everything, everything is temporary, right? And so... It would be very difficult not to find one thing in your life right now that isn't, this is the best time to engage, whether that's a phone call or a text message. And and I'm saying this not from the throne of doing this perfectly. I'm probably harder on myself about this than anything, which is uh, not taking advantage of opportunities when they're there. And I, I do feel very guilty for that quiet time in the car ride with my kids. And I'm thinking I should be extracting, you know, knowledge and stories from them and then finally my daughter this morning she's like mom I just like a quiet ride from time to time so maybe I'll stop trying to philosophize while we're we're driving down the highway but but anyway so I would challenge you to think about this with regard to yourself or an aging parent if that's what's in your life right now and and knowing that this is the season you have and that's really all we have we can project forward and worry about something or look back and regret something but but truly, the, the season you have is that split second right in front of you. And by the end of the day, it's just an accumulation of other split seconds over and over and over again. As far as taking advantage, um, when there's better health, it's like good weather. And so when I see people towards the end of their life, I will tell you they don't want more money. They don't necessarily want more time, but they want their health back. And so if you have uh, health about you, whatever that looks like, if you're able to walk or you're able to go outside those types of things i just know there are so many people i see day in and day out that that they don't have that opportunity anymore and i'm not trying to make you feel guilty i promise i'm just talking about this from the idea of health is also a season and and it's something that when you're in good health and you have function and mobility 
those are the times to be taking advantage of things that require function and mobility, such as walking, going to a park, traveling, those types of things, playing with kids or grandkids, whatever that looks like. And again, I'm not speaking from the throne of doing this perfectly. I'm probably batting under 500 with this very easily, but, but I always like to find ways to harness the power of my brain and help it to improve my life, to improve my experience of life. And really the only way I can do that is leaning into every season that I have, good or bad, and knowing that it's all temporary. <laughs> On the positive side, it's temporary, so I better take advantage of the negative side. It's temporary so I can get through it. And, and using that as a way to coach myself and to reframe things that feel impossible or things that feel difficult um, as this is just a season I'm in right now. So anyway, I would love if you have any stories. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback from people that are having more conversations or sparking more uh, discussions in their various family groups. You could always send me an email. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story you'd like to share, uh, anything you feel like a lesson learned, uh, please do reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for your attention today. I know this was a, a short podcast, but my voice is not going to last much longer. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, until next season, when I speak with you again, have a wonderful day. Hey, everyone, it's Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'd like to take just a moment to review the disclaimer. This podcast is for informational and occasional entertainment purposes only. Nothing discussed here is formal medical, legal, or financial advice. By listening to the podcast, we are not creating a patient-doctor relationship between you and myself or any of the guests. Really, it's just me and a possible guest or two, sometimes three, sitting around talking about difficult topics related to aging parents. If you have or suspect that you might have a medical problem or condition, you should seek advice from a licensed medical professional. If you have any questions or concerns, please read the full disclaimer in the show notes or contact me directly. Thank you again for joining us today. I can't wait to see you next week. Have a good day.